Hey, welcome to this extra special episode of Hope and Struggle. I like to call Girlfriend's Guide to Grief. Hey, my name is Mindy. I understand grief more than I wish I did. I lost my husband in 2019, but something I haven't talked about in a while is my sister passed away in a single car accident in 2016. was very, very close to her. She's probably my best friend. And I don't know why God has chosen some of us to deal with really hard, heavy things. And I know each thing we go through feels probably equally as heavy, but death is is hard. I think we try to look for ways to get through it. What should I be doing right now? Should I be you know, going through my loved one's things. Is it time? Um, is it not time? Oh my gosh, should I be feeling this way? Should all the things that people say, whether they understand grief or not, should I listen to them? And I, I want to free you today a little bit and because I've had to do this myself. I want to like let you know just the basics. Ready? There is no time frame for grieving. Do I think that there's a time in which you're grieving that it's it's now probably time to start moving again, time to start interacting with people again. Yes, I think that that's healthy. However, being a year and, and a half without Lee, I still grieve. I am still grieving. However, I've come to quite a few quote unquote come to Jesus moments, if you would, on certain chaotic cycles that I found myself in. And when I say chaotic, I don't mean anything you know, like super crazy, like I mean to call somebody for help. But I mean finding myself in certain cycles that I've got to pray myself out of. I don't know how you wouldn't get in cycles like that when you've lost someone you love so, so very much. So depending on everyone's situation, I think this probably feels a little differently. Do you work, you know, in an office that you have to go in and you have to like get dressed up and take showers and do your hair and all that stuff every day? Or do you work from home? Are you a stay at home mom? Are you someone that kind of makes your own schedule? I think that this is a factor. Let me explain. So when 2020 happened and we all had to, you know, quarantine, I remember, you know, kind of jokingly thinking to myself, I've been self-quarantining for years. I have owned my own business for 13 years and I've been working from home, motivating myself, making my own schedule, making my own workouts, you know, getting myself to do all of the tasks each day without a boss, without someone over, you know, over me telling me or giving me deadlines. I made those for myself. And as cool as that ended up being and still is, and, and that may be something your personality can't handle, maybe exactly something your personality can, it is for me. It took a lot of growth, of course, and maturity and, you know, discipline, but in a good way. And and all of that just kind of kept moving through 2020, even though Lee was gone. The downside of that kind of lifestyle, of that kind of working atmosphere, is that I could not work today and no one would really know. I could get help from my assistants and sit on my sofa and in, in a blanket with my hair on top of my head with no shower if I really wanted to. And 
those days are needed. Don't get me wrong. But that can be also a really bad cycle of where I'm not really talking to any people other than my children or my dogs, mind you. Hello. It's a version of isolating that is needed in the beginning, but it becomes, it can be a crutch and it can be a problem. I'm sharing this with you because I want to kind of hit all of the angles that happen with grief, whether it's your spouse or a child or a parent or it's someone even a couple steps removed. I want all of this information to not only be, yeah, knowledge for you, good to know, but if you're dealing with grief like I am, I'm in this with you and these things are normal, but we can't let ourselves get too far. Otherwise, I feel we will remain stuck. If you're someone that wants to care for and help someone that's lost someone, I think these are also really good things to know. So let's just go through some of the feelings you feel when you're mourning, when you're grieving. So you're, you're agitated, you're angry, you have anxiety, you're anxious, um, you have apathy. This is probably one of the worst parts about grief that I've, I've figured out is that you just have apathy. I have never been apathetic in my whole life. I love doing things. I love getting passionate about stuff. I care about so many things. And grief feels very much like laziness. It feels very much like, you know, what does it all matter? And, and, and while those feelings are natural, we can't sit in that. We can't sit in it for too long because number one, that's not why God allowed this to happen. But number two, that can take us down a path that we don't need to go down. One, we might have a really hard time getting out of. Um, some other feelings that you might be feeling is that it was personal. You know, when God took Renata, basically my best friend, and then Lee, my other best friend, my friend with benefits, hey! <laughs> Sorry, couldn't help myself. But, like, those are my people. Those are, like, my favorite people ever. You know what I mean? For me, and it's like, how, do, how does this not feel personal? I know it's not because I know what God's word says. But at the same time, if you feel that way, that's, that's a natural feeling. You probably feel emptiness, maybe fear, guilt, helplessness, kind of. And, and you may be totally capable. I feel I'm totally capable to pay the bills and do our taxes and, you know, mow the lawn and, you know, all of those things. But you just, it's just you and it's you in your head. And it's you hearing your voice over and over and over again. And you're like, God, I wish I could hear someone else's voice. I mean, you think all of these things, you may feel lonely. You may feel numb. So I'm telling you all these because I want you to know these are natural. And I believe there's like this 50-50 thing we have to do with these feelings. We have to sit in it and go through it. But the other half is we can't get stuck in it. We have to find a way that when they start coming back and maybe it starts to, to pull us down, we've got to find our way out. Let me just give you a few others. You feel powerless. You feel sadness, shame, possibly. You feel uncertain. You feel weak. Sometimes, though, God has shown me through those same feelings um, appreciation and thankfulness. I'm thankful I had Renata. I'm thankful I had Lee, you guys. And that takes really getting out of our own selfish head 
and stop being, what about me? Poor me, 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 me. And think, you know what? I had them. I need to be thankful that I had them. Sometimes um, you may still feel a little bit in shock, but like you kind of going about your day and you're in a normal routine. And then you're like, it's almost like you forgot for a minute and you don't ever mean to forget. And then you feel guilty for forgetting, but then you're like, oh yeah, no wonder I have this knot in my stomach. But, but sometimes we, we see a different side of ourselves within this grief. And sometimes maybe we feel um, strong or we feel capable. I've never felt relief from Lee's passing for me personally. I did feel relief for him. Like Lee was 100% Lee until he was in ICU and could you know respond no longer. His body was not anything that he could have controlled. What was going on inside his human physical body was just someone we didn't know. It was something that we couldn't control. And so when, when I think about relief, I'm relieved that he's in no more pain. I'm relieved that he doesn't have to go any through any more treatment. I'm kind of relieved that the boys don't have to see him this huge, huge man gets smaller and smaller and smaller, not only physically, but in almost his mannerisms and how he would react and how he would laugh or not laugh as much. Does that make sense? Because if, if you have those feelings too, they're all okay. And, and, and if you know someone that's lost someone, listen to these words, listen to these descriptions, because they're all thinking this. And, and I want to just hit on something here. If, if you have someone that's lost someone, or maybe this is you, and maybe you're just really good at not letting people know what's really going on inside you, or maybe you're someone like me, and I say this with all of the love for everyone like me in the world, but for so many years, I've felt that I have to take care of other people. For so many years, you know, I felt like I need to try to make these people feel comfortable, you know, in my presence, whether that's from teaching fitness classes to training to presenting, traveling around and teaching people how to teach to my coaching business where I help people and, you know, I coach them and try to make them comfortable with who they are and how they talk to people all the way to even just being around people. I want to make them laugh. And it's, it's very hard to not do that now. So I think. So listen to me here. I think that for someone like this type of personality that I'm describing, that other people go, oh gosh, she's fine. They're fine. Look at her. She's having fun. She's got makeup on her hair done. She's laughing. Please know this. We're not fine. And by the way, it's not your job to come and you know make sure. But I do believe as a friend and someone you love, just check on them. Say, for some reason, I keep thinking about you today. I loved that picture you posted of your son, you know, on Facebook, or I loved seeing you the other day at church, or, oh my gosh, I heard that you're back in the gym. Just, just send a note. You guys, it means so much because I like, I show my feelings quickly when we're laughing or like someone's telling a sweet story and we cry. I cry like that, but I also laugh, you know, like that, but I can't, it's just something inside me. I can't be around other people and bring them down. I can't. And it's not that they would care if I was down. It's just, there's something inside me and I'm sure that many of you are like this. You, you, you just can't carry that burden on your shoulders for everyone to see. It's like, it's not that you care they see it. It's just you feel you have a responsibility to them. And that's just me. I don't even know what that is necessarily called. 
but I've got it. And I think that that's hard because we, as people who want to care for someone grieving, we think, oh, God, look, let's see, they're great. They're fine. They're great. Don't ever assume they're great. Just reach out. I love you. You know, I'd love to see you. You know, do you feel like going to the store? Do you feel like shopping? Do you feel like getting a drink? Do you feel like, you know, maybe getting lunch? If like a workout or a walk, I love that kind of connection, the workouts, the walks. And, and, and I think that most people would too, but it's, it's very interesting how grief looks because it's a little different on everyone. I wonder if maybe you know someone that is grieving and you're just like, what do I say? How do I even reach out to them? My loving, my loving answer to that is just reach out. First of all, tell them you love them. Tell them that you're so sorry. Tell them something wonderful. I think one of the worst things, which by the way, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff I've been told that I was like, wow. That's interesting. By the way, and I'm not mad at anything anyone said. We can't be, you guys. People don't know what to say. But I, I will tell you that there are things that I think are better than others. Please don't tell anyone that they're still young and that they'll find someone and they'll get remarried because that is nowhere in their wheelhouse at the moment. You, you listening? If they've lost their spouse, you are not thinking about remarrying. You are not thinking about never finding love again. You're just missing your husband. In addition to that, I would, instead of saying, you know, I didn't want to bother you, so I didn't say anything, that sounds like the cheapest, most cowardly thing I've ever heard. And not that I'm saying anyone said that to me, but I know that it's been said to others. So I want to lovingly ask you to man up or woman up and just reach out to that person and just say, I'm thinking about you. I love you. I, I personally love it when people text me, and this is just an idea for you, text me and say, I think about you. And I can only imagine, you know, what you're going through, but you're still here. You're still doing it. I'm, you know, praying for you. I just want you to know I see you. Like something like that. I love that. I love when people say, I can't imagine how you're doing it, but I know you have to be, you know, walking alongside Jesus or holding Jesus's hand, which by the way, I am. I don't know how anyone gets this, gets through this without him, but if any of those feelings that I mentioned earlier make sense, I've got a lot of really cool just list of things like, like there's mental reactions to grief. You guys, there's physical reactions. Oh my gosh. Grief is so physical. I need to do a podcast just on the physical acts, aspects of grief. They're, they're spiritual, of course, behavioral. Like that's the one that I'm like, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. But there's really, you feel so weird in social situations. Um, I'll add this uh, to the show notes. And it's just a really cool li list about, they call them symptoms, but they're just symptoms and feelings and stages of grief and things that happen with grief that like nobody really talks about and that nobody really uh, addresses unless you're in it. And unless you are like, I've got to research this because I am so sick of feeling the way I feel. I mean, you guys, there's things that people don't talk about, like sleeplessness, like nightmares, um, like like you feel like you're in a bubble, like you feel like everyone's watching you. It's the weirdest thing. You don't feel like yourself. You may have like, you may gain a ton of weight. You may lose a ton of weight. You may have literal, literal 
muscle tension, like, like, like you've worked out so hard and you know you have it. You make it sick easier. Do you know what I mean? You, you have, you feel lost and it's the strangest, strangest thing. And, and, and you know that you are who you are. And if you're a Christian, you know, you are a Christian and you know that you are Jesus's, but at the same time, you're so like out of it. And, and one of the things I read that I'll send this in the list is it's, it's how not only gets physical, but your body like almost reacts differently. Like sometimes you like feel super clumsy and you're like short tempered. Even when you're not, you um, maybe try to overachieve for a while to like make it all, ooh, or you underachieve, which I feel like is a lot of us when we're just sitting trying to figure out what am I going to do with my life. But there's also physical, like we look different when we're grieving. We're sad. Our face looks different. And by the way, I can't stand that. I don't like my face looking any different. But it's like you almost feel like you're more puffy. And I don't know if it's just because you've been crying, but there are so many physical mental, emotional, and spiritual things to grief. I want number one for you to know that it's all natural. Like all of these things should be happening in my opinion. And now I'm going through it with you. But I also want you to know how can you minister to someone else? And when I say minister, if you're a Christian, you get that. And if you're not a Christian, you probably get it too. How can you love on, care for this person? How can you just support them? In my next podcast, I'm going to share with you time frame stuff. There is no time frame on getting through all of the stages of grief. By the way, you don't just go through one and you're done. Oh God, I wish. You cycle through them all probably multiple times. Some you'll be on for longer than others. You may not even hit one for very long, but they're kind of part of what's supposed to happen. Knowing what I know now we're going to survive this. Knowing what I know now, no, we'll probably never be the same, but God did it for a reason. I don't know what's in our future, but what I do know is that we're not being punished. We have not done anything bad to get there. This is just what God has chosen for us or for your friends. Love them, support them. And if you're like me and you're the one that's hurting Know that you are loved. Know that you can reach out to me. You can reach out here to Hope and Struggle. But there are so many resources that you don't even have to leave your house. But I, I can't encourage you any more than to get counseling in some way. Just grief counseling. I would highly recommend a licensed therapist, but there are also great counselors. There are even counseling situations where you can leave voice memos back and forth. Like, how cool is that? Like my whole thing is I don't really like appointments. I don't like to have to go, oh, I got to go tomorrow too. Because then it's like, I feel like I'm forced to have to talk about it at that moment. And maybe I'm having a really great day. And it's like, dang it. I don't want to like get all to the bottom of this again, even though we do want to get to the bottom of it. But you guys, there's something for all of us. There's the voice memo one. I don't know the credentials of those counselors, but it's a start. One of the best things we can do and what I think is your responsibility and an obligation as a human, as a parent, as a sister, as a friend, as a daughter, as a mom, get counseling. Talk to someone about it some way. There's something so wonderful about unpeeling the layers and just trying to unpackage all of the things. Because first of all, there's nothing wrong with you. You're so normal. You're natural. This is what happens, but we've got to get down to the bottom of it so that nothing 
goes any particular direction outside anything other than what's going to get you through this and what's going to, to make us better. Nope. We didn't want to lose our person, but we did. And here we are now we have to find a way. It's our responsibility to them to live and to continue to grow. No, we won't be the same. No, moving forward or moving on is like a term I can't do yet, but I will tell you my word is onward. Hashtag onward. Let's get a tattoo of it, you guys. Onward. There's a reason for all of this. And we've got to seek God. We've got to find help. And we've got to go through this together knowing that number one, we're not alone. And that there is more to come. Listen, I love you. Let me pray for us real fast. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, God, thank you for this day. Thank you that just we can talk openly. Thank you for all of these resources about grief, about all the things that we're going through, about all the things that we may go through, or maybe our friend or sister or brother is going through. Let us be the support and love. Let us be your hands and feet, Jesus. Please forgive me of my sins, sweet Jesus, as I come to you just asking for your help, help for my friends and help for me. I ask help for my boys too. They're doing so well, Jesus, but I know that that's only because of you. Please let this podcast minister and be a help and a light and a support and help us, God, see a bigger vision for the tragedies and the pain that we're currently suffering. Let us be able to help others. Let us be able to help others get through it because you're going to help us through it, Lord God. I think about 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 5 that tells us the way in which you helped us through this, Lord God, we are supposed to help others through the same things with the same love and care that you helped us through our thing. Jesus, I love you. I praise you. Please be real to us. Show us that you are real, sweet Jesus. We need you every, every day. I need you every hour, every minute for every breath. Jesus, I love you. I trust you. I thank you that you gave us Lee and Renata. Please just show us how to move on. Give us joy again and happiness. Help us step forward every single day. Onward, Jesus. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Hey guys, thank you for this episode of the Girlfriend's Guide to Grief, a part of Hope and Struggle, where we focus on grief. I'd love to hear more from you. Will you please rate the podcast? When more people rate the podcast, then Apple shows us to more people. When you Google grief, we come up. Like, why am I so happy about grief? <laughs> I am because that means more people can find us. Will you share this? Will you rate us? Will you come on and let us know? Email us too if you have any questions or people that you might want to hear from or even topics. I would love to hear from you.